uh, title of the message is Jesus Paid the Price. And oh, I'm so glad to think who I was and who I am and the mistakes that I make in my life and the things that I do that I don't want to do but I do because I'm, I'm human. To think that that's all been covered because of the blood of Jesus and how he's took care of us. You know, in Ephesians 1, 7, it says, In him I have the redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Everything. You know, it's interesting. The importance of the blood. People, I mean, we as we as human beings don't realize the importance of the blood and the importance. But, you know, to us it's important. But the only one it really mattered to was God. See, the covenant that was made was between Jesus and God, not, not you. You come along later. But the covenant was between Jesus and God, and the blood was vitally important. It's interesting, in, uh, in Leviticus 17.1, it says, the life, is in the, the life of the flesh is in the blood. It was commented. Doc can tell you, it's getting nowadays, they're finding all this out. They're, they're finding, all they have to do is take blood tests, and they're finding out everything and anything about you. I mean, how much, what your vitamin count is, what this count is, what that count is, all in the blood. It's an amazing thing to think how important. You know, on that subject, could you imagine, I mean, somebody's saying there's no God. Come on. How many people's in the world? Eight billion, something like that. And every individual is different. Every individual is different. Do you think God doesn't take an importance in the blood that was shed when Je Jesus was a human being? But yet he was without sin and he was that perfect sacrifice. And the blood meant so much in that situation. You know, in, in Exodus, in Exodus 12, 43, it says, When I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you. It wasn't the blood in them. It was what was put on the doorpost. And that same blood, that same power, uh, took care of that. Well, it's interesting, the power of that blood, because when you read, when you read in Genesis in 4, it talks about Cain and Abel. And when Cain killed Abel, the Lord said, his blood cries out. Actually has a voice. His blood cries out. But when Jesus' blood was shed, his blood gave forgiveness. Quite a difference. Vengeance, vengeance is what Abel said. Jesus said, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. The power, the power, this resurrection power, folks, come from all of this that I'm talking about, the blood of Jesus. You know, it's so interesting when you read the scriptures about what took place when he said it's finished. How this thick curtain that separated us from the Holy of Holies tore from the top down. How people come out of their graves. That sight there I, I think about a lot when I read during these things. It's like, are you kidding me? Grandma so-and-so and, and uncle so-and-so all of a sudden are walking the streets of Jerusalem? I mean, could you imagine what people thought? Wow, something supernatural did happen here. Then you've got, then you've got the sun was blotted out for six hours. You know, we have eclipses, 
But we have eclipses that last that long, and then it starts lightening up again. We had one just recently, a strange day. Uh, we was at our house, and you could start hearing the, the, the night animals starting to, to wake up when it happened. Could you imagine six hours of that, of the darkness that's dark? What a change it is, and all because of Jesus, all because that human being that we knew was God now that we study his scriptures, we know that all we have to do according to scripture is believe that he died for us. And then on this day, he rose again. Resurrection. Uh, the rock that was covering the grave didn't fall over. It got blew away. It's interesting how all the movies you see, how they've got it far away from where it was at. We don't know exactly where it was at, but it, they moved it. Well, what moved it? And then Jesus, the linen that was around him, it wasn't like he set up and took it off. He came through it, and it laid just like it was when it was wrapped. I mean, who? Somebody would say, well, that's just all stuff written in the Word. Yes, but it's back, backed and backed and backed and backed and rebacked and backed and, and true and true and true and true and, and the true. Uh, my brother Scott was telling me he heard a special, heard a guy talk about uh, the effects, like if you took an autopsy on Jesus, all that went through. They know he died, but now death does not have its sting. If you're a believer here, if you're a believer by the Internet, the death is nothing to be afraid of. I think sometimes our fear is just getting there what we have to go through sometimes, but there is no sting in death. The Bible tells us that. Why? Because he rose again. Why? Because the Bible says that if you died with him, you rose with him. Well, you say, well, I, how's that work? It's all by faith, according to scriptures. If you're believing that he died for you in your sins and you believe you're totally forgiven, then it's just as, just as that simple to believe that you rose with him. Well, why? Because the Bible tells us this. The Bible tells us that it's taken care of. The Bible tells us that he rose again. He rose again. He took care of us. I want to read 2 Corinthians 5, 17. I'm, I'm backing up. I'm going to back up to, I'm going to back up to 17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that's you all, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through the ministry of reconciliation. Well, what's it mean to be reconciled? It means that everything's been taken care of and the bill's been paid and you, 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 you can go before God. See, prior to, prior to it, you could not come before God. Why? Because you are a sinner. But once you recognize that he died for you and he rose again and you rose with him, then we recognize that you now have been reconciled, but what he's telling us here is that I'm not coming back down for a while. And while I'm gone, I want you to forgive people. And I want you to be Jesus in me, me in you. It goes on and says, therefore, if anyone's in, I'm going down, that, that is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them as he committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors. Of, we are ambassadors. Well, who's an ambassador? 
An ambassador is someone that goes to another country and speaks for the country. We are, in, we are just passing through. For all those that are lost, we are passing through trying to make these people and people around us understand Jesus is the answer no matter what you're going through. Jesus is the answer. He will. There is no sting in death. The anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit will flow through you. A good example, I, I brought up Matthew's name. Matthew, don't you get a big head. You already got a big head with your hair, but don't get a big head. But, but fact is, what flowed through him? What flowed through the praise and worship teams? What flowed through those that got up? What flows through those that are gifted and called? And you're all gifted and called. It's the anointing. It's what Doc brought up earlier. It's the Holy Spirit. It come from the resurrection that's been through your life. I mean, everybody here is called for a purpose. Everybody's called to a everybody's called for a purpose. Everybody's in a different place, but their ministry of reconciliation is where they're at and what God's got them doing. Brad in the, in the gym that he owns, in the barbershop that him and Tony own, that's their place of speaking with people and talking. I can go around the room where you're working. Don't go to work and be a grouch and humbug, and I wish you'd skipped over, and, and you talk about the boss because they're a boss when they used to be just like you. Go in with a smile on your face. That is what I'm talking about. That is that resurrection power that he wants to flow through you because you got it. Because the Bible says you have the fullness of Christ. Everybody here that's a believer, you have, the, you have everything Jesus had. We just have to be at that place of getting out of self. See, self is what gets me in trouble. Anybody? When my mind goes on me, I'm in trouble. You say, well, how often does that happen? A lot. But I'm, I'm trying to shake it more all the time. I'm, I'm finding out that when I start, woe is me, I'm wasting my time because that's not the problem. He's with me. I mean, if nobody else is here on this universe and it's just me, it's not just me. It's Jesus. I'm in Christ. No more than Monica's sitting in that seat. She can't get any more in that seat. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. You, the hope of glory. He's in us, but we've got to recognize that he's taking care of us. He's got us. Listen to what it says. Romans 4, 25. Wait a minute. I want to finish what I'm reading. I wasn't done. Where was I, folks? Take me back. 2 Corinthians. Let me find it again. 2 Corinthians. Little, little brain freeze there. It goes on. It says, for he made who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I could not come before, well, in the Old Testament it even talks about, you can't, don't, you can't even look on my face. I don't have to go to any man. You don't have to go to anybody to talk to God if you're a believer. Why? Because everything that's separated you has been paid for. I don't care what's going on in your life, and I don't care what you did in your past. I don't care if you was the evilest person on the face of this earth. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he forgave everything 
that you ever did or thought about or going to do. We live in the grace we're in, right? I cannot fix tomorrow. I mean, I cannot fix it all tomorrow. I cannot fix what I did in my past. I cannot fix any of that. It's already done and accomplished and a mess. Some of it, some of it good, some of it bad. I'm only living right now, and that's the grace that I'm talking about. I was going to have Matthew do that that he did. But, you know, sometimes if you do that, it's like you're picking God's grace and anointing. And wouldn't that have been a bummer if he'd have got up and, and it, the, the anointing just, it wasn't there. It just, why? Because God wasn't in it, but he was in it the other night. So let's just, now sometime he may do it again, but God will speak to somebody for that. Because you all recognize Some of you religious folks, some of you religious folks. God is speaking to you all of the time. I can remember in my past, if somebody said, I heard God, I thought, yeah, you sure did. You're crazy as a pet fox. But when I finally got the revelation and read the word, he speaks to me all the time. He speaks to you, if you're a believer, all of the the time. Because that's who guides and that's that's just resurrection power. See, I if I'm living in myself, I'm destroying, 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 and hurting. And not, sometimes I'll do good, but it's still not really good. But when I recognize when the Lord is speaking through me and when He's talking, then then that resurrection power is touching hearts and touching lives. That's why that's why witnessing is an ongoing thing if God's speaking. If it's just you, you're messing up and running people off. That's why it's so crucial to recognize God's voice and know what he's talking about. Now I want to go back to Romans chapter 4. When I seen this, chapter 4, verse 25. Who was delivered, talking about Jesus, who was delivered up because of our offenses. All right. He had a responsibility when he came here, Jesus. But that responsibility was a choice. He did not have to do it. I mean, even in the Garden of Gethsemane, if there's any other way. But listen to what it says. It says, who was delivered up because of our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Now, wait a minute. Why, what did it just say? Was raised because of our justification. In other words, it had to be finished. If it was partially done, he could not have raised from the dead. According to the scripture, you say, well... Maybe, maybe yours don't read that way. Well, I, I looked up Young's, Young's translation, and it's, it says in there, it says, because of our being declared righteous. Because we were declared righteous, Jesus then could resurrect. You say, well, you mean I had something? No, you don't have nothing to do with it. It's just the fact that it had to be completely done. When Jesus was with John and those at the transfiguration up on the mountain, and he wanted to build huts for everybody and all that that went on there, if you read that scripture in there, 
it was from then that he went to Jerusalem. He was at a place, I feel, that Elijah and then that came down was encouraging him to finish the cause. He had a choice. I am so thankful he finished the course. I'm so thankful that he... And, and there's no way, they say physically, that he could have possibly even walked to where he was crucified if you was like... He had the anointing moving through him to get him on. He had that grace that I've been talking about that we've all got. See, uh, I, don't, I don't know why some people think that they've, they've got no purpose in life. They get in that mode where there's just no purpose. You know, I was just talking to my sister Joyce about my father now. He's, I mean, he's just absolutely, he's just almost a vegetable. And, you know, as a person, come on, Lord, what is the purpose? You all been here with what I'm talking about. But there must be a purpose. And then we're healthy, wealthy, and wise and we think we don't have any reason for life and we just come and go as we want? Stan, Stan had work done on his wrist. Where you at, Stan? Right there. And he come in. He said, I just can't, I just can't get over how I'm, I'm bumping it and I'm hitting it and I'm, I can't use it and I can't sleep and how much that little part. And then we got to talking about that's the way it is in the body of Christ. When someone doesn't come, they're missed. Just like when he's got this hurt, it's going to get better, and life's going to get better, and all of us are going to, the work's going to complete in all of us, but, but why not allow that anointing, that resurrection power that you've got, touch and affect other people's lives? Young lady, I can't think of your name, Cameron? That's you? Cameron. Camera? Everybody say it differently. They all hurt. The Lord has got big, big plans for you. And I know a little bit of your past and what you've had to walk through, but God's got bigger stuff than that. He's got a plan where you're going to be taken care of. Father, we thank you. I don't know the ins, I don't know the outs, but it's none of my business to know anything. Father, I just know that I don't do this very often, but I know that I know. You've got something supernatural going to take care of this lady. We trust in you. We thank you for it. Thank you, Father. That's called resurrection power, and I didn't... That was God. And something is coming. You could all be living like Matthew with what he... I hate that you all miss that. Not everybody, but some miss that. Your life can be that way every place you go, everything you do. We've just got this guy out of the way. And we've got to recognize... And, and, and we're, all, we're all into self more than we are anything. The Bible says we will become lovers of self. Well, if he said we, I will become lovers of self, I obviously am a lover of self to a bigger degree than I need to be. But I've got to recognize that when, 
when I'm speaking, when I'm talking, if I would follow the scripture and just do what it says, if I would only speak those things that edify and build up, as it tells us in Ephesians, if I would just live in a forgiving mode all of 24-7, if I get offended, Jesus never responded in all that was taking place on the cross. Never. did He, he could have. I mean, one time he said, I can call legions down enough that it could have annihilated anything well one angel can do that could you imagine six seven eight ten legions thousands and thousands of angels coming down well well let me take that back you have angels around you all the time looking for work they're the most unemployed people in a christian organization that there is That's all part of that resurrection that you've got, that authority that we have, those things that we can live, those things that we can be. The Bible tells us that it's all by faith. Listen to this. Colossians 2.12 says, You were buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith, through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Because you were made righteous, Jesus was raised, and then we followed suit and raised with him, and we've got the same, we've got the same authority, we've got the same power, we've got that resurrection power. We get all excited on Easter, but we should be getting excited every time we, we lift up the name of Jesus, every time we wake up. I'm so glad we've got an eternal clock. I set my alarm for this morning because I always get up earlier on Sunday morning and it didn't go off, but at, at four minutes after 5.30, 5.34, it was like, wake up and get going. Well, sometimes I think it's my dog because he'll jump up on the bed about the time I need to be getting up, but he doesn't know it's Sunday morning. God does. That, that's that, that's that, that man, that, you want to, you, how many of you that are older wish you could step back and redo? We can't. So young people, listen to me. You're there. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life. Allow the Holy Spirit to direct your life. When you get a check in the Spirit, young and old, don't do it. That's the Spirit of God speaking to you. That's the resurrection power talking to you. When you go to get offended, don't do it. When somebody does something to hurt your feelings, leave it alone. That's the resurrection power inside of you trying to lead you and direct you. I promise you, after 71 plus years, almost 72 years, I'm starting to learn that when I live in peace, I'm a whole lot happier. If I'm not in peace, I'm in me. And me is a mess. But when I'm in peace and I'm doing the best I can do to follow the leading of that, the more I do it, the more I hear his voice. The more I hear his voice. The more I hear his voice, the more I understand what he's speaking. The more I follow. And the better it gets. All because of resurrection power. Ephesians 2.6 2, says, Raised us up together and seated us with him in Christ. Oh, I'm literally in the spirit realm, seated with Christ. Well, where's Christ? At the right hand of the Father. And the Father brought him up because he finished his work and he finished his purpose. 
I, I don't think, well, I know. No one leaves this earth that's a Christian until it's their time. He would not take you until the purpose is done. Well, then, then, we, then we use that saying right there when we go to funerals. Well, God, you know, God just needed them right now. God don't need them. Their purpose is just finished. So be happy that they finished. Jesus was only 33. I'm not going to ask how many here is older than 33. But he stayed in there and finished his purpose, and he left the Mount Transfiguration, and his, his goal was Jerusalem, and I'm going to get this done knowing how bad it was going to be, but yet never turning back, never speaking. I love that part of when he was with Pilate and all of them, that he only said the things he had to say because he knew his words were so powerful and so important. We have got that same power in us. Colossians 1, Colossians 1.13 said he, he delivered us from darkness. Praise the worship team, come on up. He delivered us from darkness. He delivered me from darkness. In other words, before I give my heart to Jesus at 12 years old, you say, well, you, you, nobody's a mess at 12. Let me introduce you to some 12 years old. Before I give my heart to Jesus, sin led my life. If I would have had the knowledge that I've got now all these years, I would have, there's a lot of things I would have never done. But that's boot camp and that's basic training. Life is for when he wants to use you. And then once you're born again and he starts moving in your life, then you allow that resurrection power in you to change other people's life and reconcile people to Christ. And let them know. Uh, another thing, Scott, not... Sorry, Scott. If you're at the gym, like Brad's gym, working out, you chose to go there. Why? Because you knew that as you pushed weights and lifted weights and done exercises, it would change your life. That's what church is. Sometimes you don't like the person sitting next to you. But that's what changes you. Because that you learn to shut up. You learn to not say. You learn to not talk. You learn to not respond. You learn not to let anger run you. Let Christ run you. But it's all because of resurrection power. It's all because he's got us. It's all because he, he's going to finish the work. Why not enjoy as ambassadors of, for Christ. Why not enjoy what he's got you doing and live high on the hog because he's, he's, he's taking care of everything you've got. He's trusting. He's trusting you with him. And let's be a part of that with his resurrection power. Let's stand up. Allow him to flow through you in his coming year. Allow him to be that resurrection power on a daily basis.